0: So many of the Old Testament writers uh, display a something that, uh, for lack of a better word, they need an antidepressant. Uh, today's uh, letter from or portion from the Book of Job, of course, seems that way. And if you know the story or remember the story well enough, there's a reason Job is depressed, and he has the right to be depressed. Lost his family, lost his farm, lost his flock, lost everything. And his friends are standing there, curse God. God has done this to you, curse him and die. And he will will not because he has trust that God is just and says, I have not sinned. It's a whole problem of evil. The, The reason the church pairs that with today's gospel reading, of course, is because we see what happens in the book of Job without Christ. There is No turning, there is no healing, there is no sense of comfort that evil and suffering has and makes no sense. But with Christ, it does. Why? Because Christ displays God's solution to evil, He puts it to death on the cross with Him. Today in this gospel passage, though, we have uh, uh, something first I should do a little apologetic. It should not disturb us that Peter, Simon Peter had a mother-in-law. Uh, we know that many of the apostles probably were married. We don't hear of directly of any of them, uh, any of their wives. We don't even hear of Simon Peter's wife. The only mention we have is that he has a mother-in-law. And it is literally in the in the Greek mother-in-law. That uh, it's the, the wife of his or the mother of his wife. It should not disturb us. but... Can you imagine the thrill it would have been to have Jesus in your house, as Simon did, to have Jesus heal your mother-in-law, and to have everyone at your door because the Master, Jesus, is in your house. And that's exactly what happens. In fact, uh, afterward, after uh, Peter had left, and after, uh, after the crucifixion and resurrection and ascension of Jesus, Uh, After uh, Peter had gone and traveled to Rome and eventually uh, became a martyr of the faith there, the house of Simon Peter became a church, a house church, uh, through a number of uh, things. Uh, Capernaum itself was abandoned, and in the excavations they discovered the house, what they believed to be the house of Peter, Uh, and it it had all the marks of being a a house church. In the first century. The uh, church wanting to honor and remember that spot, it's one of the most uh, arch- or, uh, architectural eyesores perhaps, uh, they built a church over that spot, but they didn't want to disturb the church underneath the, and the structure, and so they built it kind of like a spaceship sitting on I think it's like four legs or eight legs, something like that. You go up and you can look, uh, they have a glass floor and you can look down into the house of Peter. That's just kind of as as uh, um, an aside. But it does show how important that house was. And Peter owned it all. And so with that kind of in mind, I I find myself wondering, did Simon Peter have ulterior motives in going to Jesus? Everyone is looking for you. Simon was a big man in Capernaum at the time. He was the one that brought Jesus. He was the one that, because of him, that people were beginning to see that there was healing. Peter wanted Jesus to stay there. Peter had expectations. If Jesus stays here in Capernaum, I'm going to be popular, maybe. But... We know in the end, that's not the case. In fact, we have them going and finding Jesus. Everyone is looking for you. And Jesus seems to say, yeah, I know. So let's go to the next town. That seems like abandonment, doesn't it? Or it seems like Jesus is at least trying to pop purposely the bubble of Peter and his fame and his big head. Perhaps that was a little bit, but there's a reason for it. Jesus' mission was not Peter's mission. Jesus' mission was from the Father. And the Father had the mission, uh, shared that mission, I'm sure, with Jesus, more than I'm sure, shared that mission with Jesus from the very beginning. You are going to go to the people of of Israel. You're going to uh, proclaim the gospel that I love them. You're going to suffer and die on the cross for them. You're going to give your life for them so that they may come and spend eternity with us. And not not just the people of Capernaum, not just the people of Nazareth or Zipporah, not just the people of Tiberus, not just the people around the Sea of Galilee, the territory of of Galilee, and not even to the people just of Jerusalem, and ultimately not, not even only to the Jews but to all the world, every person in the world, starting with the Jews. Because Jesus understood that mission, he was able to say, I cannot stay in Capernaum alone. And yes, he does make some return trips. Yes, he he makes uh, a few swings through various other places. But he goes. And Peter might uh, not fully understand, but Jesus says it clearly, for this purpose I have come that I may preach the gospel there, too, and all these other places. I find this as uh, important to hold on to. Sometimes, uh, I'm sure it never happens to you that anyone has any expectations of you, right? Sometimes those expectations are just and justified, and sometimes they're, they reveal God's mission for us, but sometimes other people's expectations are not God's mission for us. I... I might use as an example. Somebody has the expectation that I would become a a legal scholar in in some uh, minute area of legality. That's not my mission. That I would become a a student of economics, politics, whatever. That's, That's not my job. That's not my mission. But they might have that expectation. Well, that's an expectation I have to dash much like Jesus had to dash Peter's expectation. When we follow a mission, when we know our mission, that sometimes it means we don't meet other people's expectations of us. Sometimes that disturbs us. Most of the time, it disturbs the other person, especially. But in the end, to remember who is the one that gave us that mission and what is his expectation. If we're always flitting around, meeting the expectations of others without meeting God's expectation of us, we failed. It's God's expectation of us that ultimately matters most. And so we need to spend time in understanding what is God's mission for my life? What is God's mission for your life? And we all have one. St. Henry Henry Newman uh, puts it best that God has... Has a plan for each of us a plan that only we can meet once we understand that plan and it comes out of knowing who God is knowing our relationship with him knowing who we are in that relationship having that mission and then having the courage to stick to that mission not to be caught up in and following the whims of everyone around us sometimes it means we move on that's okay Sometimes it means we meet those expectations because, like I already said, they are God's expectations for us. So, living a moral life, perhaps. Being called by others to live a more moral life. Being called to conversion. But also calling others to conversion. Praying for others that that we would understand, that they would understand what God's mission for them is. In the end, when we truly understand Perhaps we can turn to St. Paul as an example. He understood that his mission was to preach the gospel. And he says, I have no recompense if I do it unwillingly, but if I do it willingly, there is some recompense he has. But if unwillingly, it's a stewardship he's received. This is what he has to do. This is his task. If we do whatever it is God is asking us to do, and it's different for all of us, If we do it willingly, we have recompense. But if unwillingly, we're just doing what the Master desires. Perhaps that helps us to understand why Jesus can say that after we've completed our work, to say, I'm a worthless servant who's done only what was demanded of me. If we do it willingly, he says to us, well done, good and faithful servant. When we follow the mission God has for us, It might upset somebody else, but it does not, of course, upset God. And in the end, God's expectations, God's mission is what matters most in our life. Jesus gives that model to us today because he knows his purpose. He knows his mission and fulfills it fully.